Hello, I'm Rob, and welcome to this week's edition of the Black Country Talking News for the 1st of February 2023. Hello and welcome to the Black Country Talking News, brought to you by the sight loss charity Beacons. We're pleased to confirm that the Talking News is now available via Alexa. Once you've enabled the Talking Newspapers skill, all you need to do is play Talking Newspapers and ask for the Black Country Talking News. Our Talking News service is also available via the free Wireless for the Blind app. It can be found on the Beacon Centre website www.beaconvision.org forward slash talking dash news. As a podcast via services such as Apple or Spotify or as a free CD, simply contact Beacon Centre on 01902 880 111. We hope you enjoy this week's edition. Reading this week, we have myself Rob, Christine, Angela, Ian, Liz, Helen, Mina, Pete, Mary, Simon, and of course not forgetting, Flashback Roger. In this week's edition we have Local News for the Black Country, with a special section following the RSPB's Big Garden Birdwatch, an update from Beacon, including February's Lifestyle Newsletter, information about video magnifiers, the quiz with Mina. The latest news from West Bromwich Albion and Walls. A did you know section from Flashback Roger. The weather for the week ahead. And to help us all get moving and active, there's another episode of our fortnightly feature as we have the 10 today gentle exercise sessions. Local news to start though, with Liz, Christine, Ian. But first up, we have Angela. A decision is expected imminently on millions of pounds of funding for a troubled black country metro extension, ministers have revealed. The second phase of the planned 6.8 mile route from Wensby to Briley Hill has been mothballed due to a huge funding shortfall of almost £300 million. A Dudley Council report in December said the extension was extremely likely to be delayed or scrapped due to rising costs and a lack of funding. While work is already underway on the section from Wensbury to Dudley Town Centre, transport bosses are working to open up funding streams for Phase 2. Transport Minister Richard Holden, who visited the West Midlands on Thursday, said the government was wholeheartedly committed to delivering levelling up in the region. He said the Metro was a key part of that aim and pointed out the government had allocated £207 million worth of funding for the first phase of the extension. West Midlands Mayor Andy Street told the Express and Star there were a number of encouraging options on the table to fund the second phase. He said he had spoken to Transport Secretary Mark Harper earlier this month, who told him the government was supportive of the efforts in finding a funding solution. Behind the scenes, lots of work is going on, the Mayor said. We are working through all the options at the moment and some are looking more encouraging. The message from the Transport Secretary was positive. That doesn't mean he gave me a cheque there and then, but I can say that he and his department believe it is the right thing to do and want to be supportive in finding a financial solution. An update is expected to be presented at a WMCA board meeting on March the 17th. 
Workers started on a £43 million redevelopment of the region's metro depot that will see 150 new jobs created. The West Midlands Metro Depot is undergoing a revamp to cater for more trams needed to serve the growing network. The fleet is set to more than double in size to 46, with new vehicles needed to run on extensions, including the one through Wolverhampton City Centre, which is set to open in the coming weeks, as well as the truncated route from Wensbury to Dudley Town Centre. 11 new CAF Erbo 3 trams have already arrived at the site, with a further 10 expected later this year. It is an updated model to the one that was pulled out of service during the past two years due to cracks being found on vehicles, forcing line suspensions. The government-funded development also includes extended and updated workshop and maintenance facilities, a tram wash, a new operations centre and expanded staff facilities. Transport bosses expect 150 new jobs will be created as a result of the expansion of the network and depot. West Midlands Mayor Andy Street said, We need more room to accommodate even more trams, so this depot extension is very welcome news. Construction crews are hard at work right across our region, expanding our metro network in Wolverhampton, Sandwell and Dudley, and this depot extension helps us to meet the consequent uptake in demand that will result from the new extended network. What this also represents is new jobs, and out of the 150 jobs created, nearly everyone will be a local recruit. Once complete, even more local residents and businesses, especially those in Dudley, will be able to benefit from a rapid, convenient and affordable alternative to the car for their journeys across the West Midlands. Mr Street added that there had been no issues with the third generation of the CAF Erbos trams and that he was confident there would be no further disruption to services due to cracked vehicles. West Midlands bus and tram passengers who pay by contactless are at risk of being overcharged, with Transport for West Midlands saying it's a real problem. By contrast, passengers who use a Swift card can benefit from the capping service, which automatically calculates the cheapest deal no matter which operator they use. For example, if you take several single journeys in a day or three days or a week, the card will charge you for a day ticket or whichever costs the least, regardless of whether they travel on National Express, Diamond or another provider. Customers using a bank card to pay don't currently have that option when using several different operators, but transport chiefs think they have a solution. Matt Lewis, technical director of SWIFT, the electronic ticketing scheme, explained the situation to councillors at the most recent West Midlands Combined Authority Transport Delivery Committee meeting. He said, The way that contactless payment works, it's really protective about data exchange. National Express uses INIT ticket machines, most others use Ticketer ticket machines, and they're not allowed to share data. So, what that means is if you get on, say, the 16, you come into Birmingham on a Diamond bus, you come out on an NX bus, there's no data exchange that allows best value capping, and you can have the customer being overcharged. It's a real problem. PFWM has been working for three years to solve the problem alongside Transport Group Midlands Connect and Digital Solutions Experts Coral Team. A design has been finalised and government funding provided so that procurement can begin in the next few months with delivery expected by late 2024. 
Four new zero-emission road sweepers will be helping to keep the streets of Wolverhampton clean. The four new battery electric vehicles, BEVs, have replaced old diesel-powered sweepers, part of Wolverhampton Council's fleet electrification programme and commitment towards a greener city. The BEVs will offer quiet, efficient and emission-free sweeping of pedestrian areas, including the city centre and the city's road system throughout the year. Council has made a pledge to become net carbon neutral by 2028 and is working on transforming its fleet. It currently has around 450 vehicles which are responsible for emitting 2,500 tonnes of carbon dioxide into the environment each year. As part of its fleet electrification programme, the Council has replaced nine of its old Meals on Wheels diesel delivery vehicles with zero emission electric vans. In addition, two electric vans are being used by the Council's parking services team. Three are being used by Wolverhampton Homes. The Waste team have two in service, one liveried in support of Rainbow City and one used for the new Podback coffee pod recycling service. Two electric people carriers have gone into service to support children's services. The travel unit is operating two electric vehicles along with a number of hybrid cars. The parks team use an electric vehicle and a further two are due to be used by our environmental services team. The council has also installed four electric charging points at the Colwell Street Depot as part of the first phase of a charge point rollout and is supporting staff to achieve new qualifications to ensure maintenance to hybrid and fully electric vehicles can be carried out in-house. Councillor Steve Evans, Cabinet Member for City Environment and Climate Change, said keeping our city clean is very important for our residents and visitors and sweeping pedestrian areas and roads is a fundamental part of our service. Replacing our worn-out diesel sweepers with zero-emission BEVs is an important part of our climate change strategy and will see a reduction of around 96 tonnes of CO2 each year. Up next, we hear from Helen, who of course has for us the Beacon Update. Hi everyone, it's Helen, back with your weekly update containing everything you need to know about Beacon. Now, this week, we're starting with Dignity Action Day. Did you know that it takes place every year on February the 1st? Well, here at Beacon, we back its campaign and such an important message to uphold people's dignity and care. You can find out more about Dignity in Action on the website www.dignityincare.org.uk. That's www.dignity in Now, talking about February, we've got some fantastic new sessions taking place in the second month of the year, yet how are we there already, including belly dancing and doll drumming, along with all our usual favourites, of course. To find out what is taking place and when, as well as how to book your place, visit our website, www.beaconvision.org forward slash what's hyphen on hyphen February hyphen 2023. You can also call us on 01902-880-111 or email inquiries at beaconvision.org. During the last week of January, we finished our New Year's resolution campaign, during which we've been sharing some easy ways you can support Beacon and help ensure that no one has to face sight loss alone. Thank you to everyone who's already donated to our shops, gift aided a donation, explored how to give as you earn. And we're finishing the month by asking people to consider regular giving, a simple way to show your support for Beacon throughout 2023 by making a monthly donation. All you need to 
do is text New Year to 70460 to donate £5 a month. And that's it. Job done. Text costs £5 plus two standard rate messages. That's it for this week. Don't forget, if you want to find out anything about any of our services, please give us a call. I'll give you the number again. It's 01902-880-111 or email inquiries at beaconvision.org. Cheers that update, Helen. Up now, we're our next block of local news. And starting this one off, we first hear Christine. A model based on an aircraft used by a Wolverhampton-born wartime fighter pilot has gone on display in the city. The Tettenhall Transport Heritage Centre has put on display a quarter-scale model of a Bolton Paul defiant night fighter. It is painted in the colours of that flown by Wolverhampton-born fighter ace Christopher Deansley, who shot down four German bombers during the Blitz, including one over Smedic. As the German night attacks of 1940-41, known as the Blitz, intensified, the two-seat Defiant was the best night fighter available. Deansley, who had been a Spitfire pilot during the Battle of Britain, was switched to a new Defiant squadron based at Blackpool, but often operating from Turn Hill in Shropshire to defend the Black Country. His father was Edward Deansley, surgeon at the Royal Hospital, and after whom the Deansley Cancer Centre at New Cross is named. His grandfather was John Marston, who founded the Sunbeam Motor Car Company, and his uncle was Charles Marston, who founded Villiers Engineering. At 10pm on April 10th, 1941, Deansley took off from Turnhill with his New Zealand gunner, Jack Scott, to patrol over the black country as the Luftwaffe launched a massive bombing raid. They eventually spotted a hindcore by following condensation trails silhouetted against the stars. Deansley positioned his defiant below the German bomber as Scott opened fire with four machine guns in his power-operated turret. The radar was set ablaze and crashed on a house in Hales Lane, Smethwick, killing seven people who were unable to go to their air raid shelter, which was flooded. The following month, the pair destroyed three more German bombers, which were attacking Liverpool and Manchester, including two in one night. Deansley was awarded the Distinguished Flying Cross, DFC, and Scott the Distinguished Flying Medal, DFM, for their actions. The following year, Deansley was transferred to the command of No. 298 Wing, responsible for the delivery of aircraft from West Africa to the Middle East, and then commanded a Dakota Transport Squadron taking part in the Rhine Crossing towing an assault glider. After the war, Deansley settled in Edgebaston and formed his own plastics moulding company. He died in 1998. Alec Brew, curator of the Tettenhall Transport Heritage Centre, said, When we acquired our model of the Defiant, which is Wolverhampton's highest profile contribution to the war, it was a simple choice to paint it in the colours of such a local hero. We have to thank Tim Wall and members of the Midland Model Flying Club for making such a fantastic job of it. We're proud to have it on display. A wonky pub and tourist attraction has been given a new lease of life after being given a much-needed makeover. The Crooked House in Himley has been a focal point in the community since the 1830s due to its unique look, with one side of the building standing at four feet or 1.2 metres lower than the other due to 19th century mining subsidence. 
The pub has been a popular stop for tourists keen to get an image of the slanted pub, but it had been left looking dated towards the end of 2022 due to thinning and discoloured roof tiles. Matt Clift of Vintage Leadwork and Roofing led the work on fixing the roof and said the job was a dream one for him, as his parents and uncles had all been to the pub in the past. Lee Goodchild, who is tenant and co-manager of the pub, said we spoke to Marsdens about getting contractors in to do the work on the roof and that led to vintage leadwork and roofing as they had used them before and they said they were one of the best for the job. The work saw the old tiles completely removed alongside asbestos. Then new tiles added to the roof, matching the previous tiles as closely as possible. Mr Goodchild said the work started in December and was completed over a six-week period and spoke warmly of the work done by the team from Vintage Leadwork and Roofing. He said the only thing that it really affected in that time, as we didn't lose any trade, was that people couldn't really take photos of the pub as they didn't want to take pics of scaffolding. The majority of the work was done in January as that's the quieter time for us and I have to say I'm very impressed with the work they've done and really kept the character of what is an iconic building which is known worldwide. A famous former city church with historical links to Wolves is said to have its iconic bells refurbished so they can be brought back into use. The eight bells in the tower at St Luke's Church in Blakenhall date back more than 120 years and are only occasionally wrong due to their maintenance issues. Now plans have been put forward to Wolverhampton Council to have them refurbished at a bell foundry before being returned and put back into use. The Grade 2 star listed church on Moore Street South closed for worship years ago and was under threat of demolition until it was taken over and transformed into an antique centre. It sits next to St Luke's School, which was the birthplace of St Luke's FC, the club that eventually became Wolverhampton Wanderers. Mr Linford, who brought the church in 2017 and is also president of the Central Council of Church Bellringers, said in a planning statement, the project is to remove the eight bells at the tower, refurbish the fittings, return them to the tower and rehang with new ball-bearing based dudgeons. The bells are only occasionally rung and regarded by experienced bell ringers as extremely difficult to ring due to the plain bearings on which the bells are hung. Oiling bearings each time they are rung is dangerous because of the difficult access to the bells. Modern bearings remove the need to go into the belfry other than for routine annual maintenance. Works will involve raising each individual bell out of its bit, lowering through existing trapdoors in the belfry and ringing chamber floors, removing the current temporary ceiling above the ground floor room prior to transport to the bell foundry. On return, the process is reversed. The bells were cast by James Barwell of Birmingham in 1897. Cytologists have performed their 1 millionth HPV cervical screening test in the Black Country. The Black Country Pathology Services at New Cross Hospital have also provided the joint second best performance in the country. 92% of all samples taken have made the national standard of a 14-day turnaround time, from the sample being taken to the result reaching the patient by post. Lee Gregory, Chief Biomedical Scientist and Quality Lead in Cytology, explained a huge change to cervical screening. He said, 
Our all-new, fully accredited flagship laboratory with its team of more than 60 staff reached the landmark millionth HPV cervical screening test in late December 2022, and we are so proud of this achievement. The HPV test is highly sensitive at detecting trace amounts of the HPV virus in a cervical sample. Cervical abnormalities, if left untreated, can advance to become cervical cancer. The HPV virus is extremely common and asymptomatic. In most cases, it will be cleared by the body's immune system within two years of exposure. In some cases, however, the virus goes unchecked and causes abnormal changes in the cells of the cervix. In many cases, abnormal changes regress back to normal as the virus is cleared, but some can progress and lead to cervical cancer if left untreated. Lee added, the importance of screening can't be underestimated and we are always keen to raise awareness among younger people in particular as only 60% of them attend their appointments. It is very rare that cervical cancer is detected at routine screening, largely due to the success of the screening programme, which is estimated to have saved 5,000 lives per year in England alone since its formal establishment in 1988. This Cervical Cancer Prevention Week, this message has never been more important. Now it's time to test your knowledge as we have the quiz questions for this edition and they're brought to us by Mina. Hello and welcome to this week's Flashback Quiz. All the answers you need can be found later in Flashback Rogers' Did You Know feature. But for now, these are your questions. Here we go. Question 1. What did Frank Bauer invent in 1966? Question 2. What did Chinese judges wear in 12th century China? Question 3. Who put a curse on his own epitaph? Question 4. How long can the biggest blue whale measure? Question 5. What could you do, if it was possible, in a whale's archery? And finally, question six. What can unintentionally waste Guinness for a drinker? I will be back with you with the answers later, but for now, best of luck. Cheers for those questions, Mina. I'll get my mind working on those. Up now, however, we hear from Pete. Who has a piece all about video magnifiers and how that may be a benefit to you. If you're struggling with reading and need a magnifier, have you ever considered a video magnifier or sometimes known as a digital magnifier? Well, Beacon have a range of video magnifiers that you can come in and try. Now, a video magnifier, you can increase or decrease the magnification so you can turn it up a bit or you can turn it up quite a lot to help you read. You can change contrast settings on a video magnifier so you can look at something in true colour or you could change the contrast to black on white or white on black or yellow on black or black on yellow. It's whatever works best for you so there's a range of combinations there that you can try to find the right one. You can also freeze images on a video magnifier. So let's say there's um, something in your fridge, a piece of some food you could take a little picture because the angle's a bit difficult to read of it and then bring the magnifier away and then zoom it up. So if it's something like the sell-by dates or ingredients on food, 
you can read it comfortably there. So video magnifiers range from small handheld magnifiers you can sit comfortably in an armchair to read with, up to medium sized ones which are about the size of laptops, and then there's desktop magnifiers with big large 24 inch screens which really make magnification strong. So if you would like to try a video magnifier to see if that would help you, you're very welcome to. Just call Beacon's Sight Loss Advisors for an appointment. And remember, bring something you struggle to read with you. So if you'd like to try a video magnifier, give us a call on 01902 880 and ask for a Sight Loss Advisor. 01902 880 Up now, we have the Beacon Lifestyle Newsletter for February providing you with all the information of the goings-on, events and activities happening here at the Beacon Centre. Hello and welcome to Beacon's Lifestyle Newsletter, February 2023. Happy New Year to all of you. I really hope you had a relaxing Christmas and you are ready for this new year. I had an absolutely great break. Lots of sleeping, watching TV and eating so much chocolate. Every few weeks I have decided to start a new habit. So I found an app um, called a Habit Stacker, which is going quite well. And you can add on a new habit how often you want it. So I'm doing it every couple of weeks. So my first habit was not eating after 8pm. My second one is I've added a daily meditation and I think I'm going to start doing some squats every day. But it's all small steps and small steps always lead to bigger things. So do you have any goals or aims you want to share with me? I have an absolutely huge list of goals and aims I want to do and I've got an absolutely huge list of activities to plan for you for this year. I can't wait to share them with you all and I really hope to see as many of you throughout 2023 as possible. Get in touch and tell me what you want to do. Just remember, if you do want to receive this newsletter in a different format or you know of anyone else who would benefit from getting this newsletter in a different format, please just contact me or The Beacon on 01902 880 Enjoy! Monthly sessions. On Wednesday the 1st of February, there will be swimming at Burt Williams Centre Bilston. WV 14 EF from 11am till 12 with a private lane in the pool just for Beacon users. All abilities are welcome. Trips cost is £5 invoiced by Beacon. Minibus cost is £5 and departs at 10.20am Beacon to Bilston and back at 1pm. Lockers are a pound or a trolley coin. Tuesday the 2nd of February, it's book club at the Beacon Centre Sedgley in the residence lounge from 11am until 12. It's relaxed, fun social group discussing the latest books we've read, sharing ideas and thoughts over a brew. On Monday the 13th of February, it's spinning at Central Baths, Wolverhampton, WV1 4EG from 11am until 12 Using the indoor fitness bikes with a fixed wheel in our own private room to music that you have chosen. Featuring cycling sprints and climbs with professional support from your instructor to get in and out of the saddle. The trip cost is £5, invoiced by Beacon. The minibus cost is £5 and departs at 10.30am, Beacon to Central Baths and is back at 12.30pm. 
Wednesday the 15th of February sees Mary's movement class, a seated and or standing class working the whole body with cardio weights and strengths for your ability. It's fun, friendly fitness with music of your choice from 10.30am to 11.30am based in the gym at the Beacon Centre and the cost is £4.50 invoiced by Beacon. On Friday the 17th of February we have 10 pin bowling at Castlegate Dudley DY1 40A from 11am to 1pm. All abilities are welcome with a friendly fun atmosphere for social bowling. The trip cost is £6.45 per game to be paid at the bowling alley on the day. Minibus cost is £5 and departs at 10.30am, Beacon to Castlegate and back at 2pm. On Monday the 20th of February we have another swimming session at Burke Williams Centre Bilston, WV14 0EF, from 11am to 12pm. The trip cost is £5 and invoiced by Beacon. Minibus cost is £5 and departs at 10.20am Beacon to Bilston and back at 1pm. Lockers are a pound or a trolley coin. On Friday the 25th of February we are off walking at Bantock Park, Wolverhampton, WV3 9LQ from 11am till 12 for a leisurely walk and then 12 till 1 to catch up in the cafe. Take it at your own pace and distance. Meeting in the car park off Finchfield Road, a trip cost is free. Minibus cost is £5 and departs at 10.30am, Beacon to Bantock and back at 1.30pm. Please make sure you book activities and leave a contact number. Some activities are weather permitting and some activities require a minimum number. All activities must be booked in advance by calling 01902 880111. Unfortunately, due to non-attendance on the day of activities, any no-shows will be charged the cost of the activity and transport unless you have cancelled giving 48 hours notice. Please be aware we do have waiting lists and by not telling us you are not coming along, you may be stopping someone else from enjoying an activity. What's on this month? Wednesday, 15th of February. Everyone is welcome to a free, intimate concert by a professional violinist with 44 years experience of playing with orchestras from all over the world. Join us in Lifestyle at Sedgley at 1.30pm for this truly special event performed by a very talented gentleman. Thursday, 23rd of February, a limited spaced workshop with a local group who will help to teach you how to play the dole drums. Azad Arts will lead an interactive workshop from 1.30pm to 2.30pm in a one-off activity. Join us in the restaurant at Beacon for an absolute blast. Please book early as there are limited spaces. Activity cost is £5, invoiced by Beacon. Tuesday, 28th of February. A belly dancing class open to everyone of all abilities. Led by an experienced teacher, we will learn the basics of how to belly dance to music. From 11am to 12, the class is in the Beacon Gym. Activity cost is £5, invoiced by Beacon. 
VIP group. We are a group of working age people and or people who live independently with sight loss. We meet once a month for social gatherings. We are a friendly bunch that likes to try new activities, build friendships and encourage others to live life to the full. We will be getting together again on Wednesday the 15th of February for a chip chat. That's at Beacon Coffee Bar from 6pm until 8pm with chip butties for £3 and a 1980s quiz for £2. Feel free to wear your leg warmers. And remember, please book your chips in advance. Oh, what happened last month? To great success and interest, we started a book club. The author of choice for December was James Patterson. And in January, it was Anna Jacobs. Which author would you like for February? We also held a first aid session led by a St John's Ambulance volunteer. Life-saving procedures such as CPR and the recovery position were demonstrated, as well as what actions to take in an emergency. Are you struggling with the winter weather, with the discomfort of bright light or glare, perhaps finding it a little more difficult to read, make a call, tell the time or do those daily tasks? Well, Beacon may be able to help. With our team of sight loss advisors, you could make an appointment to try out some low vision equipment, such as a video magnifier, some fit over filter glasses, or a fully vocalized and voice controlled mobile phone. It might be something that just makes life a little bit easier. Even if you are not experiencing sight loss yourself, perhaps you are a carer and or have a family member or friend that is struggling. So please call Beacon on 01902 880 and ask to speak with our team of sight loss advisors. That number again, 01902 880 Are you interested in a six-week animal petting course where you can learn all about animal welfare, how to feed different animals, clean them, carry out health checks and petting, Some of the animals you will get to meet are goats, sheep, rabbits, chickens, ducks, guinea pigs, hamsters, fish, horses, alpacas and many more. Our first course will start on Tuesday the 18th of April, 11am till 12 and will continue on the 25th of April, 2nd of May, 9th of May, 16th of May and 23rd of May. Transport is free to and from Beacon. The cost is £25 for the six-week course. Please book now. How about an engagement event with Staffordshire County Council on their five-year whole life disability strategy, where you have the opportunity to share your thoughts and get involved? The events are scheduled as follows. 9th February, 11 till 2pm and 4pm to 7pm, Newcastle under Lyme, Bradwell Lodge, Bradwell Lane, ST5 8PS. 13th of February, 11am to 2pm and 4pm to 7pm, East Staffordshire, Queen's Community Centre, Queen Street, Burton-upon-Trent, DE 14 3LW. 27th of February, 9am to 1pm, Litchfield, Guildhall, Ball Street, WS 13 6LU. 2nd of March, 11am to 2pm and 4pm to 7pm, Cannock, Aquarius Ballroom, Pisces Suite, Victoria Shopping Centre, Victoria Street, WS 12 1BT. For more information, contact MS 
P-I-E-R-S at beaconvision.org. Hi, and welcome to February's Meet the Staff. This month we have Amanda, and she's Beacon's triple threat. She works in the community, providing care packages in people's own homes. She works in the lifestyle team, providing wellbeing calls to our residents. And she also works in a one-one outreach service support. She starts her day in the community, helping people in their own homes, supporting them to maintain their independence, before heading into Beacon at Sedgley, where she helps support the 71 residents that we have living there. Each resident has a 30-minute wellbeing call every week where she helps with small things that can help in such a big way. She reads their posts, sets up doctor's appointments, writes birthday cards, does shopping lists, checks dates on food. Each call is completely different but so rewarding. Her final job is a new scheme we have started providing one-on-one outreach support. Anyone leaving at the Beacon or in the community who feels they need extra time and support can book a slot with her and she can help them out with such as trips to hospital, sorting out their finances or helping them organise personal details. She loves helping people and making a small difference to their lives. So if you do meet Amanda, please say hello to her and anything she can do to help, she will. Sedgley Lifestyle Centre. We are open Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday from 10am to 3pm at our base in Sedgley. We run several activities each day, including cookery, crafting, pottery, computer work, gym sessions, listening to music, quizzes and reminiscing. We keep well hydrated with tea, coffee and water and we have the restaurant to attend to for a hot meal if we don't bring our sandwiches with us. We are lively, fun and love to have a laugh. Why not come and join us for a trial day? Contact Beacons Reception and ask for more information. You can call us on 01902 880 or email inquiries at beaconvision.org. Stourbridge Lifestyle Centre. Stourbridge Lifestyle Centre is open every Thursday from 9am to 2pm. We are based in the Mary Stevens Centre, our homely base. We are a small, friendly group that are looking for new members to join us. We love our different quizzes and listening to music from the 1940s right through to more recent chart toppers whilst enjoying a good cup of tea or coffee. We are lucky to have a wonderful cafe on site, so if we don't bring our lunch, we can choose from a variety of hot or cold dishes. We love to talk and communicate and chat about our pets, hobbies and trips out. A day at Stourbridge Lifestyle would usually begin at 9am to 10am with a warm welcome tea, coffee and catch-up. From 10am until 12, there's plenty of crafts, quizzes and music. From 12 until 1, we all enjoy some lunch. From 1 to 2, there are more fun and games like bingo. Would you like to join us for a free trial day? Contact Beacon on 01902-880-111 and we can arrange it. It would be great to meet you. And finally, just a quick reminder, there is still accommodation at Beacon Course. Beacon Court is located in Sedgley, just a short distance from Wolverhampton City Centre. We have parks, local shops and public transport links right on our doorstep, offering you comfort, security and convenience alongside the independent living and a wide variety of choices. Each home has its own front door, individual access card, two bedrooms, a store, a wet shower room a lounge with kitchen and appliances, gas central heating, UVBC glazed windows. 
Beacon provides a 24-7 care site on team to deal with any emergencies 365 days a year. And there's a pull cord in each apartment that you help raise an emergency. You also get a 30-minute-a-week wellbeing post call from either Suki or Amanda, and they help go through things like your post, paying bills, and just giving you some extra support. If you or you know of anyone else who might be interested, please call Bromford on 01902 882 170 to speak to the scheme manager. Regarding getting in touch with Beacon, we have our website, which is www.beaconvision.org, Facebook at Beacon Centre, Twitter at Beacon Centre, Instagram at Beacon Centre. Our main address for the building in Sedgley is Wolverhampton Road East, WV46AZ. Our centre in Starbridge is Mary Stevens Centre, 221 Hagley Road, Starbridge, DY82JP. And don't forget, if you want to opt out of receiving this newsletter, please contact The Beacon on 01902 880 111. Have a fabulous month. Coming up next on this week's edition of the Black Country Talking News, we have a special block of local news featuring the RSPB's Big Garden Birdwatch. Starting off and explaining more, we first hear from Liz. In the last 50 years, 38 million birds, including many garden favourites, have gone from UK skies. The starling population has declined so much that it is now on the UK red list for birds. The UK's largest nature conservation charity, the RSPB, is encouraging people to take part in its annual Big Garden Birdwatch, where people monitor how many birds they see in their garden or local park. Running from Friday to Sunday, all you need to do is spend an hour in your garden or local park, count how many of each species of birds land on your patch, and go online to tell the RSPB what you saw to protect our birds for generations to come. As a lover of birds and all animals, Express and Star's nature correspondent Eleanor Lawson wanted to explore the black country and see how many different birds could be spotted. Here is what Eleanor found. I started out at my local nature reserve, the RSPB Sandwell Valley, which is situated near Forge Mill Farm in the Sandwell Valley Country Park. It's a bird watcher's heaven here, with plenty of feeders outside the visitor's centre, attracting all kinds of birds, as well as a hide looking out onto the lake. I was thrilled to spot my all-time favourite birds, long-tailed tits, who look absolutely adorable with their fluffy chests and pink feathers. They are also David Attenborough's favourite bird, which is a quality seal of approval. Long-tailed tits travel in flocks, moving from tree to tree, so I spotted a group of at least 13 who descended on the RSPB's fat ball feeder. It led to this beautiful, slightly intimidating photo. On a nearby tree, I also spotted a male chaffinch, distinguishable from its female counterpart by its smart blue-grey hood, an orange-pink face and chest. At one of the centre's feeders, I also caught a picture of this stunning great-spotted woodpecker, which has pied black-and-white plumage and a red patch on its lower belly. Finally, a blue tit and a goldfinch came together in this picture, creating a vibrant contrast of primary colours. Goldfinches have thrived in the UK, with their population increasing by 50% over the last decade. 
If you want to attract these birds to your garden, they love sunflower hearts and niger seeds and will flock to feeders which provide these seeds. Needless to say, I was thrilled with the birds I spotted here at the RSPB and highly recommend a visit. Around a mile away from the RSPB is Dartmouth Park, which is within the Sandbar Valley Country Park and has its own bird feeders buried in the foliage. I was over the moon to spot this nuthatch, ironically pecking away at some nuts. These beauties love mature woods and established parkland and can often be found on the sides of tree trunks and underside of branches. Then I spotted a coltit in the trees with its distinctive grey back, black cap and white patch at the back of its neck. Coltits are remarkably similar to willow tits and marsh tits, so you may need to do some googling if you spot a bird of this description. Wally Woods Bearwood The publicly owned Wally Woods boasts 100 acres of Grade 2 listed historic green space, so I knew this would be the perfect place to go for some bird watching. Although they are the most colourful members of the crow family, jays are actually quite difficult to see. They are shy woodland birds, rarely moving far from cover. So I was delighted to spot this beauty with its distinguished flash of white and blue feathers. If you hear a screaming call while a large brown bird is moving from tree to tree, it's likely to be a jay. Jays are famous for their acorn feeding habits and in the autumn you may see them burying acorns for retrieving later in the winter. Next up was this stunning male bullfinch which has a bright pink chest and cheeks making the males incredibly photogenic. Bullfinches love to feed on the buds of various trees in spring. Not far away was this redwing, which is most commonly encountered as a winter bird and is the UK's smallest true thrush. Its creamy stripe above the eye and orange-red flank patches make it distinctive. They roam across the UK's countryside, feeding in fields and hedgerows, rarely visiting gardens except in the coldest weather when snow covers the fields. Only a few pairs nest in the UK and the redwing is listed as a Schedule 1 species of the Wildlife and Countryside Act. I was especially pleased to take a picture of this beautiful bird. Finally, at Worley Woods was this striking starling. Starlings look black at a distance, but when seen closer up, their feathers are very glossy with a sheen of purples and greens. Their flight is fast and direct and they walk and run confidently on the ground. Noisy and gregarious, starlings spend a lot of the year in flocks. Still one of the commonest of garden birds, its decline elsewhere makes it a red list species. Cotwell End Nature Reserve Dudley Nestled behind Broxwood Animal Centre is the Cotwell End Nature Reserve, where I was greeted by a song thrush. The song thrush is a familiar and popular garden songbird whose numbers have declined markedly on farmland and in towns and cities. Its habit of repeating song phrases distinguish it from singing blackbirds. They like to eat snails, which they break into by smashing them against a stone with a flick of the head. I also spotted a goldfinch, another of my favourites, and a reed bunting. Reed buntings are sparrow-sized but are slim and have a long, deeply notched tail. The male has a black head, white collar and a drooping moustache, while females and winter males have a streaked head. In flight, the tail looks black with broad white edges. Bumblehole Nature Reserve Dudley, I found a female chaffinch, which is less colourful than its male counterpart, but is just as beautiful. 
The chaffinch is one of the most widespread and abundant birds in Britain and Ireland. Its patterned plumage helps it to blend in when feeding on the ground, and it becomes most obvious when it flies, revealing a flash of white on the wings and white outer tail feathers. It does not feed openly on bird feeders. It prefers to hop about under the bird table or under the hedge. You'll usually hear chaffinches before you see them, with their loud song and varied calls. I also spotted a vibrant blue tit. Colourful mix of blue, yellow, white and green makes the blue tit one of our most attractive and most recognisable garden visitors. In winter, family flocks join up with other tits as they search for food. A garden with four or five blue tits at a feeder at any one time may be feeding 20 or more. While walking through Moorcroft Wood, Wensbury, I spotted a great tit. This is the largest tit in the UK and is green and yellow with a striking glossy black head and white cheeks. Great tits have a distinctive two-syllable song and can be quite aggressive on bird tables, fighting off smaller tits. It is a woodland bird which has readily adapted to man-made habitats to become a familiar garden visitor. In winter, it joins with blue tits and others to form roaming flocks, which scour gardens and countryside for food. Alongside the Tame Valley Canal, on the stretch from West Bromwich to Hampstead, I saw this grey wagtail. There are three types of wagtail, grey, pied and yellow. The grey wagtail is more colourful than its name suggests, with slate grey upper parts and distinctive lemon yellow undertail. Its tail is noticeably longer than those of pied and yellow wagtails. They have gradually increased their range in the past 150 years and in the UK have expanded into the English lowlands from the northern and western uplands. Wagtails have adapted brilliantly to urban environments and I often see pied wagtails hopping along outside the Express and Star offices in Wolverhampton and in West Bromwich Town Centre. Over in Sheepwash Nature Reserve, Tipton, I spied a dunnock sitting on a tree branch. Dunnocks are small birds with brown and grey feathers. Quiet and unobtrusive, it is often seen on its own, creeping along the edge of a flower bed or near to a bush, moving with a rather nervous shuffling gait, often flicking its wings as it goes. When two rival males come together, they become animated with lots of wing flicking and loud calling. And finally, of course, what else could it be but a robin? Robins are the UK's favourite bird. With its bright red breast, it is familiar throughout the year and especially at Christmas. Males and females look identical and young birds have no red breasts and are spotted with golden brown. Robins sing nearly all year round and despite their cute appearance, they are aggressively territorial and are quick to drive away intruders. They will sing at night next to streetlights. What could represent this bird watch better than the country's favourite bird singing away to its heart's content? Up now, it's trivia time, brought to us by Flashback Roger and his Did You Know feature. Hello again everyone. Hope that you're all okay this week and ready for another round of fascinating and strange facts from my trawl through the library. Anyway, here we go. Then, ready or not, now then, did you know that? The inventor of Pringles, Frank Bauer, developed the ingenious idea of stackable crisps for Procter & Gamble in 1966. So proud of his invention was he that he wanted to take it to the grave, literally. 
He gave his burial wishes to his family, and when he died at the age of 89, his family organised a Pringle-shaped coffin. They did have one decision to make, though, and that was to the colour. They decided on red, as it was the original one and reflected Fred's originality. Sunglasses were originally designed for Chinese judges to hide their facial expressions in court. Today, sunglasses serve as protective eyewear, and of course, they're also a fashion accessory. But sunglasses were originally made out of smoky quartz in the 12th century China, where they were used by judges to mask their emotions when they were questioning witnesses. William Shakespeare's epitaph contains a curse for grave robbers. When William Shakespeare died at 52 years old on April the 23rd, 1616, he was buried in a tomb that featured an epitaph meant to ward off grave robbers. It read, Good friend, for Jesus' sake, forbear not to dig the dust enclosed here. Blessed be the man that spares these stones, and cursed be he that moves my bones. And children of identical twins are genetically siblings, not cousins. Cousins whose parents are identical twins share 25% of their DNA instead of the usual 12.5%. While full siblings share 50% of their DNA, half-siblings share 25%. That's why, though children of identical twins are legally cousins, they are genetically the equivalent of half-siblings. The biggest blue whales can be over 100 feet in length and weigh more than 100 tons. Their hearts alone can weigh 1,300 pounds and are the size of a small car. Unsurprisingly, blue whales have enormous arteries. These arteries are so big that a fully grown human could swim through them. Not that you should try it ever. And according to actual research study commissioned by Guinness, it was estimated that 162,719 pints of Irish stout go to waste every year, trapped in the average beard or moustache. What on earth prompted that research, I wonder? Well, the moral of this story seems to be, shave your beard off and don't waste the froth. Well, what an odd lot that is this week. And plenty to astound your friends with, no doubt. In road up, I'm off. I'll have another dig round to see what I can find for us for next week. So bye for now. Ta-ra a bit. Ta-ra. Up now, we have to hear what the weather has in store for us. Brought to us as always by Mina. The weather for this week ahead will be settled and dry with sunny intervals and a gentle breeze. Temperatures are forecast to be above average and 10 degrees for most of the week with overnight temperatures also remaining milder, around 5 degrees. UV levels are expected to be low. The sunrise and sunset times are 7.40am for the sunrise and 17.05pm for the sunset. For Friday 3rd of February, the forecast is looking mainly dry, with a gentle breeze and temperatures around 11 degrees. This settled pattern will continue throughout the weekend, seeing temperatures remain in double digits, giving a pleasant feel to the weekend. On to next week, and it is forecast for light cloud to break, allowing for some sunny spells right through to Thursday 9th of February, so it should be lovely start of the month. Wednesday is looking like the best day to catch some rays and temperatures will continue to hold up well all week, hovering around 9 degrees. So, that's your forecast for the week. As always, enjoy the weather. Cheers for that weather update, Mina. Up now, it's time to find out how our local football teams have been getting on. FA Cup 
Bristol City 3, West Bromwich Albion 0. Albion lost consecutive matches under Carlos Corberan for the first time as they were dumped out of the FA Cup by Bristol City. It was Ashton Gate's disappointment for almost 3,500 travelling baggies as their side was seen off 3-0 in the fourth round tie in arguably one of their poorest displays in the Spaniards' three months in charge. Albion were 2-0 down inside half an hour and comfortably second best. Any hopes of a second half fight back were extinguished as Bristol City made it three, three minutes after the restart. The away end sounded murmurs of discontent at both half-time and full-time at what their side, a mixture of regulars and squad players, offered up as they were sucker-punched by an effective counter-attacking game from Nigel Pearson's hosts. Speaking after the disappointing loss, Carlos Corberan questioned Albion's mentality with such a lack of effort and intensity and insisted that his side's sheer wastefulness with the ball contributed to their downfall, with some extremely poor goals conceded. I need to know why we didn't sort our speed enough, because in football you're going to lose games, but you lose by giving your best and we didn't give our best. After the performance we created, it was not enough, and the speed we gave to the game was not enough. Today has been different, mistakes that cost a lot. With transfer deadline day this week, Albion are understood to be looking at a loan deal to bring Nottingham Forest midfielder Lewis O'Brien to the Hawthorns. A move, until the end of the season, would reunite the 24-year-old with his former Huddersfield boss, Carlos Corberan. O'Brien enjoyed a storming campaign with the Terriers under the Spaniard as they made the championship playoff final against Nottingham Forest last season before Corberan left for Olympiacos. Over at Molyneux. And with Wolves not playing last weekend, having already been knocked out of the FA Cup, many fans and former players alike believe the break to be a positive thing. When quizzed, goal-scoring legend Steve Bull said it gives the players and management a chance to take a breather, lick their wounds after the defeat to Manchester City and prepare for this week's visit of Liverpool. With Wolves still looking to bolster their squad before the transfer deadline this week, the break may also allow any new signings to settle in. The Old Gold will be hoping to finally complete the £15 million pursuit of João Gomes from Brazilian champions Flamengo in time for this weekend's game versus Liverpool. It is understood the much-coveted 21-year-old midfielder will be putting pen to paper on a five-and-a-half-year contract at Molyneux. Wolves have also signed goalkeeper Daniel Bentley on a permanent deal from Bristol City. The 29-year-old arrives on a two-and-a-half-year deal for a nominal fee as his contract at City was up in the summer. Elsewhere, Wolves goalkeeper Matija Sarkic, defender Kijana Hoover and centre-forward Fabio Silva have all completed their loan moves for the remainder of the season, joining championship outfit Stoke City and Eredivisie side PSV Eindhoven respectively. Have you done any good at the quiz this week? Well, now's the time to find out, as we have the quiz answers. Hello, and here are your answers for this week's flashback quiz. Feeling confident? How will you score? Let's see. Question one. What did Frank Bauer invent in 1966? And the answer is Pringles. Question two. What did Chinese judges wear in 12th century China? And the answer here is sunglasses. Question three. Who put a curse on his own epitaph? And the answer here is William Shakespeare. 
Question four. How long can the biggest whale measure? And the answer, of course, is a hundred feet. Question five. What could you do if it was possible in a blue whale's archery? And the answer here is swim through them. And finally, question six. What can unintentionally waste Guinness for a drinker? And the answer, the drinker's moustache and beard. <laughs> so, how did you get on? Did you get them all right? If not, not to worry, as I will be back next week to test you once again. Bye for now. Are you ready to get moving? Well, let's hope so, because up now, we have the 10 today workout. Hello everyone, this is 10 Today, a 10-minute set of exercises to do at home to help keep yourself active. Before we get to today's presenter, a couple of housekeeping points to note. The 10 Today project is funded by the Big Lottery and Sport England, and when you're doing the exercises, it's important that you don't push yourself too far, and by taking part, you agree to 10 Today's terms and conditions. You can read these terms and conditions at tnflink.uk forward slash 10t and the 10t is the digit 1, the digit 0 and the letter T. And please remember that you agree to take part at your own risk. Today's exercises are brought to you by Terry and here he is. Hello everyone, welcome to 10 Today broadcast number 2. This is a short 10 minute physical activity routine which will get you moving and stretching. It's great for your health, including improving your balance and building up your strength. Just take it at your own pace. There are plenty of options. If an exercise feels too much, just take it easy and have a break. All the exercises can be done either stood up or sitting down, so just do whatever feels good for you today. We want you all to do this exercise safely. You are responsible for monitoring how you are feeling throughout the session. If you feel any discomfort or pain, for example if you feel unwell or dizzy or experience palpitations, then please stop and seek medical advice. Please remember you agree to take part at your own risk. If remaining seated, at least to begin with, you should have your feet flat on the floor. It would be ideal if you can use a hard chair that you can sit upright in, which could be a dining chair, preferably without arms, which can get in the way of some exercises. Okay, if you are stood up, just step your feet hip width apart, relax your shoulders and stand up nice and tall and take a couple of deep breaths. If you're sitting down, place both feet firmly on the floor, keep your back straight Relax your shoulders and take a couple of deep breaths. In and out, in and out. So, the first exercise is called Reach for the Stars. So raise both your arms up to the sky or stars. When at the top, raise up onto your toes. You can raise up onto your toes if you are sitting or standing. And then lower down both your feet and your arms pushing down with your palms down. So keep going, raising your hands up, then up on your toes, then lower down your hands and feet. And keep going, feeling that nice stretch through the upper body and shoulders. So just a couple more now. That's great, well done. Next up, 
Strike of the Cobra, a wee bit of martial arts. So with a strong stance, standing up tall, with your fists clenched in front of your chest, like you are a boxer, punch your right hand straight out in front of you and return. Then with the same hand, punch it to the left side so your arm crosses your body and reaches towards the ceiling. So you're punching up and across. And return. Now with your left hand, punch straight out and return. Then punch to the right side so your arm crosses your body, reaching for that ceiling again. Try not to worry with the logistics on this one. Just energetic punching is good. Keep going now with alternate hands at your own pace. So punching straight out in front of you and then to the side, pointing your fist up to the ceiling. This is great for strengthening those arms. We should all be feeling nice and warm now. Now we have the side stretch, standing or sitting up straight. Raise your right arm high, straight up to the ceiling with your palm facing up. Place your left hand on your hip and then gently lean over to your left side, feeling that stretch all along your right side and return back to the center. Now lower your right arm and place your right hand on your hip and raise your left hand straight up to the ceiling and lean over to the right and feel that stretch all the way down your left side. Now keep alternating, feeling that nice stretch down your side. So arm up, and lean over, and repeat. Great work, well done. Next up is swing back. If you're standing, keep your legs straight and your feet facing forward. If you're sitting, keep your feet flat on the floor. So lift your elbows out to the side, raising your hands chest height, and then straighten out your right arm, keeping your left arm bent, and gently swing your right arm back behind you, looking over your shoulder. Then gently swing your right arm back to the center, and straighten out your left arm, keeping that right arm bent, and gently swing your left arm back, looking over your shoulder, then swing back to center. Try for a smooth swinging action from side to side. So once again, swing your right arm gently back with your left arm bent, looking at your right arm as you swing back, then swing back to the center and bend your right arm and gently swing your left arm back and then return. And repeat. So you're just moving side to side with a nice smooth fluid movement. Swinging alternate arms back, nice and gently, feeling your back rotate as you move side to side. Just a couple more now. This is a great one for trunk rotation. Next, if you're standing, you might want to be near something you can hold on to to help with balance. This one is a leg raise. If you're standing, lift one leg with your bent knee up to hip height and return your foot to the floor. And if you're sitting with a bent knee, lift your leg slightly higher than hip height and return your foot to the floor. Now do the same with the other leg, bend the knee, lift up to hip height, and return. Now keep going on alternate legs, so really just lifting those legs up. Next is slowly does it. These exercises are slightly different if you are sitting or standing. If you're standing, remember to keep your back straight and keep your feet facing forward and try not to let your knees move in front of your toes. 
So if you're standing, bend at your knees slightly and hold and then bend your knees all the way down to your lowest point and hold and then straighten up your legs again. So you're just moving halfway, holding, moving down to your lowest point, holding and then coming back up. Keep going. If you're sitting, just straighten out your right leg right in front of you and hold briefly, feeling that nice stretch down your leg. Then return your foot to the floor and repeat on the other side. Whichever variation you're doing, you're working your legs. If you're standing, you're also working your bottom. Okay, so keep going, always remembering to keep your back straight. So for those standing, bending knees halfway, hold and then all the way down and then up. And sitting, raising alternate legs. Slow and controlled is more challenging and rewarding. And just a few more. Well done. Now, it's push up to the moon. So we want a nice soft bend in your knees and a strong stance for this one. Then bend your arms so both hands are at chest height. Then push both your hands up to the ceiling on your right, like you are pushing up to the moon. Then sweep your hands back down and to the left, pushing both your hands up to the ceiling again on your left. And now keep going. So you're just making a nice big U-shape with your hands, pushing up to the moon on either side. When you sweep your hands at the bottom of the U, you can bend over slightly to make that sweeping movement bigger. Keep going with that nice dynamic shape, pushing up to the moon on each side. So again, if you're standing, you might want to be near something to help with balance. This exercise is called kick across, and you're just standing on one leg and kicking the other leg straight across to the opposite side. So kick your right leg to the left side, keeping it straight, and return, and do the same on the other side. So now keep going, kicking that leg across from side to side. You should feel that work in your legs, and again, slow and controlled is more challenging here. Keep going for a couple more. Good work, well done. Next up is full circle. Raise both arms straight up above your head and then sweep them round together to the right, down to the bottom and back up to the top. Making one big circle all the way back up to the top and keep going, swinging one big circle to the right just a couple more in this direction. Good work. Now we're going to do exactly the same, but in the opposite direction. So keep making those nice big circles. It's a great workout for your shoulders, this one. Just a few more now. One more. Great job. Now we really all should be feeling warm. If you're a little out of breath, that's a good thing. It means you've been working. If you're not a little out of breath, can you work a little harder next time? Well done, we're nearly finished. We'll just finish off with a nice stretch and cool down. So, we're going to start with a hamstring stretch. So, feet facing forward, step forward with your right foot, placing your foot out in front of you with your foot flat on the floor. Keep the right leg straight, then bend your left leg and put your hands on your hips and just lean your chest forward gently. Whether you're sitting or standing, you should feel a nice stretch down the back of the right leg. 
And now hold for 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1, and finish. Then return to an upright position and swap your legs over. So keeping your feet facing forward, this time step forward with your left foot, placing your foot out in front of you with your foot flat on the floor. Keep this leg straight, then bend your right leg and just lean the chest forward gently. Again, feeling that nice long stretch at the back of the left leg. And hold for 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1, and finish. And the final stretch, hugging a tree. Just hold your arms out in front of you, just like you are hugging a tree, directly in front of you. Your arms form a nice circle in front of you, and then cup your hands together, putting one hand in front of the other, and push your hands together, feeling that nice stretch across your shoulders and arms. And now hold for 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1, and finish. Now sit up or stand up and return to that nice, relaxed posture we had at the beginning. Brilliant! So that was all the exercises. We hope you enjoyed them. Just to finish off, shaking out, just shake those arms and hands and then legs and feet. Great work, everyone. Doing 10 today just three times a week can have great health benefits. It's fun and you'll simply feel better. So do keep going. Thank you for listening. TNF Soundings. So that's it for another edition of the Black Country Talking News. A reminder to our CD listeners who have received CDs in padded envelopes that you don't need to send anything back to us. If you have a sight loss tip or someone you would like to wish happy birthday to, just say hello to. Maybe even a poem or talking book you would like reviewed, then please get in touch with us at the Beacon Centre. Call 01902 880 Email bctn at beaconvision.org or write to us at the Black Country Talking News, Beacon, Wolverhampton Road East, Wolverhampton, WV4 6AZ. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening and thank you to all our supporters, donators and volunteers who without their support will be unable to run this free service. Please note the information and views expressed in this recording does not necessarily represent the views of Beacon or Talking News and were accurate at the time of recording. Mentions of goods and services does not imply endorsement and whilst every care is taken to supply accurate information, Beacon and Talking News do not undertake liability for any errors. So it's goodbye from all of us, stay safe, have a good week and we look forward to bringing you next week's edition of the Black Country Talking News. Ta-ra!